0: Father, our prayer is that we wouldn't just be going through the motions in any way, none of us, that we would really receive your word into our hearts by the power of your Holy Spirit, and we'd be changed. We'd be changed in a way that brings you more glory and honor and expands your kingdom. So we're asking for you to do that in each of our lives, that none of us would miss it today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, I'm going to do something this morning. I actually want to give you a test. I'm going to give you a listening test to see how well you listen. Okay, so just, and just go ahead and, and just speak out loud your answer as soon as I ask the question. Okay, first question is, what color is this piece of paper? Great. What do cows drink? Have you ever seen a cow drink milk? See, cows don't drink milk, they drink water. Uh, what is that raised lettering that uh, deaf people use? What's it called? Blind people use it, not deaf people. See, we just don't listen very well. Let me give you another test here. Now, again, cooperate with me. Would everyone please stand? Just everyone stand up, okay? Okay, now, everybody clap. Okay, everybody sit down. Okay, now, only do what I say if I say Simon says. Okay? Okay, everybody stand up. Okay. Hey, you're already out of the game. <laughs> Simon says everyone stand up. Very good, very good. Okay, everybody clap. All of you just clap, sit down. Okay, everybody else sit down. See, we just don't listen. (laughs) Okay, Simon says, everybody on your feet. Okay? Simon says, everybody's back in the game. Everybody on your feet. Okay. One more time. Simon says, clap. Very good. Clap again. (laughs) Okay. Simon says, sit down. Okay, at this point, I'm not going to say Simon says anymore today till next service. <laughs> but the point is, we just don't really listen. We think we know where the speaker's going, and we go ahead and we begin to formulate answers without really listening. There's an interesting story told by Franklin Roosevelt when he was president. He oftentimes received these long receiving lines at the White House. And so he decided to try something, try an experiment because he realized that nobody's really listening to what's being said as they go through and shake hands. So he decided what he would say is, is everyone who came and shook his hand, he would murmur, I murdered my grandmother last night. <laughs> and as he murmured this, and people, all his guests kept filing by, and they'd say things like, Marvelous, keep up the good work. We're so proud of you. God bless you, sir. Until he got to the last person in line was an ambassador from Bolivia who actually heard what he said. Listen. And he leaned forward to him and said, I'm sure she had it coming. <laughs> so the question this morning is, how good do you listen? James chapter 1, verse 19 says, Let every person be quick to hear or quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. Now, we started this new series last week entitled... Be a blessing, and we're using the word bless, as you see up front here, as an acrostic with each letter, giving us an important key ingredient in how we can really be a blessing to our neighbors, our classmates, our coworkers, our friends. We saw last week that B stands for begin with prayer, begin with prayer, and I hope every one of you have downloaded the Bless Every Home app to your phone, to your device, if you haven't yet done that, I urge you to download the Bless Every Home app. And it'll really help you keep in, first learn who your neighbors are and be able to pray for them, and keep record of your prayers for them. But begin with prayer. Have I mentioned this app, Bless Every Home app? Okay, I really urge you, get this on your device. Bless Every Home app is really so helpful. So begin with prayer. So begin to pray for your neighbors by name. And that app will help you do that. L stands for listen. Be able to listen to your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers, classmates, and so forth. Listen. That's what I want to talk about today. Ask questions to them and listen to their answers. Take time to listen to their story. Try to understand what have they been through? Where are they right now? Listen enough to know what their needs are. Listen enough to find out where their hurts are, where their interests are. But it really begins by listening. We will be much more impactful in the lives of others if we engage in meaningful conversations with them rather than just broadcasting a message. And as you listen, you'll not only learn about them, but you'll also be communicating that you value them. By listening to them, you'll you'll communicate that because you've taken the time to listen to them, that you value them. They did an interesting interview with a group of teenagers that were prostitutes in San Francisco. And they asked them one question. They said, is there anything that you needed most in your life and couldn't get it? And it was unanimous that all of these teenage prostitutes with First, a stream of tears down their cheeks said what we needed most or what I needed most, each would say, was someone to listen to me. Someone who cared enough about me to listen to me. There was a Japanese language instructor who was a Christian and who was helping Japanese uh, missionaries or missionaries to Japan, I should say, understand a few things about what they were doing. And what this, uh, this, this Christian language instructor did, trying to help these missionaries understand what they were doing, is this language instructor said to the missionaries, here's what you need to understand. The lives of the Japanese people are like this glass of water. They're full. They're full. They're busy. They are overloaded. And if you, if, you just, if you just go to them and begin to pour information on them, what's going to happen? It was what happens to this glass of water. It's all going to just be wasted because they have no room for it. So what you need to do is you need to take time first to listen to them. And each time she said that, she didn't make a mess. But she took a little, she took a little water out and said, take time to hear what your needs are. Take times to find out where they're hurting. And each time that she would she would point out that you're, what you're doing, each time you listen is you're making room in their lives because now you've heard enough that you know what to say and there's room for it. You know what scripture really applies and there's room for it. You know what to pray for them now and there's room for it because you took time to listen to them. I just thought that was very helpful because so oftentimes we just want to take time broadcasting a message to people rather than taking time to know what needs to be said and how it, is, how it needs to be said. And What we see about Jesus, you know, when we see Jesus in the Gospels, is we, we don't see him approach the people the same way. He doesn't approach Nicodemus the same way he approaches the woman at the well or the rich young ruler. Why? Because he knows really where their need is. And the way that we've discovered what people's needs are and how to really speak into where they have room, so to speak, what makes room for us to engage them is by listening. Listening is a powerful way to show love. And also, as we listen to their stories, we begin to know exactly how to approach the needs that are in their heart. We begin to weave answers that line up with their stories because we're speaking to them exactly where there's heartfelt Need or interest, but learning how to become better listeners won't happen overnight for any of us. It requires discipline, effort, and intentionality, and I want to give us, I say us, us, six lessons in good listening because I'm really trying to become a better listener myself, and I think all of us probably have room to grow in becoming better listeners, and here's uh, six lessons that that I'm working on, and you can join me in working on these. And we might all become better listeners. Here's the six lesson. Six lessons. Number one, lesson number one in becoming a better listener is good listening requires patience. Requires patience. Proverbs eighteen, verse two says a fool does not delight in understanding, but only in revealing his own mind. That is a fool according to the book of Proverbs, doesn't delight in understanding. Well, how are you going to get it understanding? You're going to get it by listening, but only in revealing his own mind. Proverbs 18, verse 13 says, he who gives an answer before he hears, it is folly and shame to him. Have you ever done that? You ever get an answer before you heard the amount? I know I have. But according to the book of Proverbs, it's folly and shame to do that. Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote a book entitled Life Together. And in this book, he gives some good advice about listening, how to become a better listener. And one of the things he says is is to avoid this. Avoid a kind of listening with half an ear that presumes already to know what the other person has to say. He says, says, this is impatient, inattentive listening that is only waiting for a chance to speak. You know, perhaps we think, and I know we've all done this, is that we think, we kind of know where the speaker's going. We think, at least, we know where they're going. And so we already, instead of listening to it all, we're already formulating our response in our minds. Or, Instead of listening, we're already in the middle of something, or we have something else we're about to go do, and really what we want to do is we just want this to stop, this conversation to be over, so we're not listening. We're looking for a way to end it. Or, as Bonhoeffer going to say, or we are half-eared in our attention. Our attention is divided. It can be divided by external surroundings, or it can be divided by internal preoccupation. Someone else who I found helpful on this topic is Janet Dunn wrote an article on how to become a good listener in Discipleship Journal magazine. And uh, she laments this. She said, unfortunately, many of us are too preoccupied with ourselves to listen. Instead of concentrating on what is being said, we are busy either deciding what to say in response or mentally rejecting the other person's point of view before they're even done. So really positively, good listening is going to require a concentration on our part, of both ears, and hear the other person actually until they're done speaking. Janet Dunn goes on to say this, rarely will a speaker begin with what is most important and deepest. We need to hear the whole train of thought all the way to the caboose before starting across the tracks. So, good listening is attentive and patient. It is externally relaxed and internally active. It takes energy to block out all the distractions that keep bombarding us, I think, both from the outside and inside, and to try to really follow the person's train of thought. Because I think. Uh, I think most of us probably are, tend to be people who are quick to speak, not quick to listen. And it takes spirit-powered patience if we're going to all learn to be quick to listen and to keep on listening. So that's the first piece of advice. Good listening is attentive and patient. The second lesson in good listening is good listening is an act of love all by itself. It's an act of love. Bonhoeffer goes on to say this half-eared listening. He says, despises the brother and is only waiting for a chance to speak and thus get rid of the other person. Poor listening actually rejects. Even if you don't mean to do it, there's a rejection in it. Good listening embraces. Poor listening actually diminishes the other person. While good listening invites them to exist and to matter. So good listening is going to require humility on our parts that we're actually going to count the other person for that moment more important than ourselves. Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 and 4 says this says do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit but with humility of mind let each of you regard one another as more important than himself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. So good listening is actually going to flow from this heart of love and humility. First Corinthians 13, 4, love is patient. Love is kind. So good listening really is going to be patient and kind. It's going to be an act of love. There is a trained counselor, a woman in the Metroplex, that wanted to come see me for counsel, for my counsel, even though she's a trained counselor for a couple decades. So she came to my office and she sits down in front of my desk and she begins to go through her long story. And I wasn't even conscious that I was doing that, but as she's going on and on with the story, I started doing this on my desk. She looked at my hand then she looked at my face and said, am I boring you? And I, I had to apologize because she, I mean, she saw that I wasn't really listening, that I was wanting this to get over, and she called me out on it. And I had to apologize because what I communicated to her at that moment was I didn't value her, I didn't value her story. And so really good listening is an act of love for all of us. When we are patient enough to hear somebody out, it's a loving thing to do. Okay, the third lesson Good listening is good listening ask perceptive questions. Again, another proverb. Proverbs chapter 20 verse five says, "A plan in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding draws it out." How? with perceptive questions? Another helpful resource, David Mathis with Desiring God Ministries, he writes this. He says, good listening asks perceptive, open-ended questions that don't tee up yes and no answers, but gently peel the onion and probe beneath, beneath the surface. It watches carefully for nonverbal communication, but doesn't interrogate and pry into details that the speaker doesn't want to share but merely draws them out and helps the speaker to fresh perspectives through careful but genuine questions. There's a book entitled uh, Irresistible Evangelism, and in that book there's a story that's very helpful in the story about a lady by the name of Jan who was on staff with Athletes in Action, which were a group of athletes that were using their athletic ability to get an audience with people to share the gospel. Anyway, uh, her and some of her staff went to a conference, and the conference had an important session on how important it is, if you're going to be good in evangelism, to become a good listener, that you need to listen to uh, the unsaved people, find out what they're stressed about, and be able to, and what their, their needs are, and in listening, ask these perceptive questions along the way, so you understand how to speak to them. So right after that conference, Jan and some of her other friends that were part of st- the staff of Athletes in Action went back to their hotel. And they decided to go to the hot tub. And they're in the hot tub. And when they get to the hot tub, two teenage girls came and joined them in the hot tub. And as they got there, one of them, her name was Brittany, began to passionately tell her, speaking to her friend, just to her friend in the hot tub, about this upcoming Wiccan gathering that she was so excited about attending. Well, Jan, who's in the hot tub, goes on to tell her story. She says, normally we would have tried to counter the girl's ideas and quickly turn her to the gospel, but instead we decided to listen first. And she says, uh, so she responds to this teenage girl who's excited about going to a Wiccan uh, meeting. She says, wow, you really seem to be excited about this. And that's all that it took for this girl to launch in to five minutes about uh, really how excited she was about going to this neo-pagan ritual. And, and as she did that, she began to tell her story, how she was really uh, traumatized while she was in high school. And the only people that accepted her in high school were some Wiccans. And she, and she went on to say, I've gone through so much crap just trying to make it through, this, through school that I'll probably be in therapy the rest of my life. Well, Jan said, I tried, I tried to mirror back what she just said. So Jan said, it's hard for you to even imagine a future where you'd be free from all the pain you've gone through, is there? What came next in the conversation is this teenage girl began to have tears flowing down her cheeks, and she said, sometimes I wish I could be born all over again. I'd really like to start over from scratch. Well, Jan's friend then said, would you really like to be born again? And she said, Yes, I really would. So now, because they took time to listen, they, they've heard, they've asked perceptive questions, and they found out really a perfect opportunity now. Well, there is a way for you to be born again. We'd love to tell you about it. Would you like to hear about it? And her answer is, Yes, I would. So good listening, ask perceptive questions. All right, number four. Fourth lesson in good listening is good listening is ministry just by itself. There will will be days when the most important thing we can do in ministry really is to square shoulder up, shoulder to shoulder with the person who's hurting and just hear out their pain all the way to the bottom. Good listening oftentimes will diffuse the emotion that's part of the problem that they're being distressed by. And sometimes releasing these emotions really is all that's needed to solve the problem. It's just someone to listen to them. Speaker doesn't have to, you know, expect that he has to respond or you have to respond. Just listen. Sometimes that alone communicates love and alone can solve a lot of pain. So Dunn goes on in his, his writings to say, become a good listener. Put more emphasis on affirmation than giving the answer. Many times, God simply wants to use me to be a channel of his affirming love as I listen with compassion and understanding. Bonhoeffer said something similar. He said, often a person can be helped merely by having someone who will listen to him seriously. At times, what our neighbors need most is for someone else just to know, just to know. So good listening is ministry. Number five, fifth lesson, I just got five and six. Number five, good, good listening prepares us to speak well. Sometimes good listening will enable us to know really exactly what to say. It could be one-on-one, we could learn how to speak well, or it could be in, even with a larger group. Bonhoeffer says this, we should listen with the ears of God that we may speak the word of God. Proverbs 18, 13, he who gives an answer before he hears is a fool, So, to be wise means that I'm actually not going to to come into judgment on the conversation until I hear it out and listen. Then I'll know how to speak. Good listening prepares us to speak well. I don't know how many of you guys know that, uh, and most people don't know, when Martin Luther King Jr. gave his famous I Have a Dream speech, uh, there's an interesting piece of information that happened that day. Those of you that are familiar with the speech, of course, it happened At the Lincoln Memorial, as part of a 1963 March on Washington. It was a sweltering, humid day at the nation's capital. 250,000 people came to hear King speak on the cause of civil rights and to fight for equality and justice for African Americans. What most people don't know is that the dream part of the speech almost never happened. In fact, it shouldn't have happened. It was not part of his prepared remarks that day. But inspiration came in the form of a gospel singer named Mahalia Jackson. As King inched toward the climax of his speech, if you watch it, you'll see he seems to hesitate. And you think, is he unsure whether he's you know his, his prepared remarks are going to be inspiring as much as he hoped? But at that moment that he hesitates, Mahalia Jackson from behind yells out, Tell them about the dream, Martin. Tell them about the dream. And the rest, of course, we know is history. Dr. King actually had tested out his dream part of this speech and some other events, but he hadn't planned to speak it during this historical moment. And it was when he heard her say that and he listened, he paused and listened to what she said, that he then put that in. And the rest, of course, is history. That I have a dream speech. I mean, I love this little insight about one of the most important moments in American history. I mean, how wonderful it really was of King not to scoff or ignore her in that moment. I mean, he's busy speaking, but he listened and he paused and realized that she was right. And now we got one of the most important speeches ever delivered in the history of this country. Good listening prepares us to speak well, whether it's one-on-one or even in a setting like that. And last one, last lesson is good listening reflects our relationship with God. Bonhoeffer warns this. He says, our inability, our inability to listen well to others is symptomatic of a chatty spirit that is probably also drowning out the voice of God. He goes on to say, he, he who can no longer listen to his brother will soon no longer be listening to God. He'll be doing nothing but chatter in the presence of God too. And that, he goes on to say, is the beginning of the death of someone's spiritual life. So anyone who thinks that his time is too valuable to spend, keep keeping quiet to listen, will eventually probably... Not take time to listen to God either. That's what Bonhoeffer's trying to point out. So good listening does reflect our relationship our relationship with God. Some of you guys guys know one of the couples in our church, Bill and Gina Bernardi. One of the things that they have done as a ministry is they put something in their front yard several years ago. Go ahead and put that slide up. I see a picture of it. And it's a prayer post. And Bill built that for his uh, front yard. And Bill and Gina wanted their neighbors to know that they would pray for them. So they put a prayer post up, and they have a little place where you can come by. You can take a piece of paper as you're taking your walk through the neighborhood, and you can write a prayer request. And you can put your name on it. And they know there's neighbors there that will pray. I want to show you the next slide now. Look at this. Well, Bill and Gina kept those prayer requests, and there's over 900 of them now. Just from their neighborhood. Do you think their neighbors believe that they're good listeners? They would take the time to listen to their needs and pray for them? I wonder if I'm a neighbor in that neighborhood and I need someone that might, and I've had a crisis, I want to talk to someone about God, where would I go? I think I'd go down to that house. Wouldn't you? What a great idea, and, and some, of you, uh, some of you learned from Bill and Jean about this and, and doing a similar idea, but, but what, a great, what a great way to just practically let uh, people know uh, that we care and that we want to pray for them. And what a way to let them know that you'll listen to them. I've got to end with a confession. I've spent much of my life in a hurry, trying to pack as many things as I can in a day. And that kind of living doesn't make you a very good Listener when my daughter was a little girl she wanted to tell me something real important one time that happened to her and she began hurriedly <clears throat> to say daddy I want to tell you something and I'll tell you really fast and realizing her frustration I answered honey you, you can tell me and you don't have to tell me really fast you can tell me slowly she said then listen slowly <laughs> so I want to end by saying may God help me and all of us to learn to listen slowly. Amen. Let's stand for prayer. Father, our prayer really is that this would happen for us, that we would be those who, who communicate love by patiently listening to others and we in the process would learn what their needs are and be able to speak whatever you're leading us to speak. So Lord, we pray that you'd help each of us learn to listen slowly. Now we find ourselves this week conscious of this as we're learning to do this. We find ourselves this week in a conversation where we might want to just kind of interrupt it or try to end it. Instead, that we'll listen to the end. We'll listen slowly. It will be used by you then to speak whatever you want to speak or to speak nothing at all. We pray you would help us learn to do this in the name of Jesus.